Hey everyone, welcome to episode 201. 201 of the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky. Pretty darn awesome. We've done a 200. We've done a 200. We've done 201 episodes of the podcast, and it's pretty It's pretty amazing, not going to lie. Um, sort of a big deal as well, not going to lie about that either. Um, but no, uh, it's really cool, and we wouldn't have got by without the help of you listeners out there, and of course our sponsors. Uh, our sponsors this episode is audible.com. They have over 100,000 titles to choose from. You just sign up for a free audiobook, get a 14-day trial by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. And if you do sign up with them, you get a free audiobook every month. How, how fucking wicked is that? That's, uh, that's pretty freaking wicked, eh? I don't know why I went to a weird Boston accent there. But, I mean, accent or no, it's pretty great. You get some, you get some cool audiobooks. Um, that you can buy, and you get a free audiobook every month if you sign up, or you can just get a free trial and get your free audiobook, and you know, and try it out, see if you like it, see if you don't. Um, our other big sponsor, and this is very important to note, the amazingly awesome TV King. Be a king about TV, live in royalty, and know everything like royalty does, but about your favorite subject, which is, you guessed it, television. Um, you can find helpful links to watch and buy content uh, based on your favorite television shows via iTunes, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, Amazon, etc. Um, you can find out other cool news, air dates, acquisitions, just by going to http forward slash forward slash www.thetvking.com and you can get all this information. I know I log in every other day or so to find out what's on just to make sure what's on here in the U.S. It also covers, uh, I think, the U.K. as well um, and BBC and all kinds of networks. It's pretty damn awesome. Um... As a matter of fact, sometimes I check out the news and reviews because, uh, you know, life gets busy. It's pretty hard sometimes to stay constantly and check with what's going on. I check out the TV King. There were some news, air dates, you name it, it's all there. Heck, I found out, uh, you know, some shows that were canceled. I found it through the TV King. That's www.thetvking.com. It's pretty badass, and you should check it out. And if you have any questions about the site, um, you know, if you have Twitter, it's a great, quick way to answer, get your questions answered by the creator of the website, Chris, and just for general updates and news on the TV King. So uh, the, the Twitter handle for that is, <coughs> excuse me, that is not the Twitter handle, by the way, is, <coughs> excuse me, it's actually at the TV King, and the website again is www.thetvking.com. All right, I'm enough, I've rambled enough, uh, we'll get right to the episode, it's Jerome Wetzel I, a.k.a. Jimmy Daly. And I uh, talking about all kinds of fun stuff all over the television landscape. We talk about the new community, uh, the new TV show Zero Hour, and whether or not that is Forrest Whitaker in the in the show, and uh, tons of other stuff as well. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Warning: The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. So I guess that 
No, what's your? I don't remember what's your. It hour. premieres on ABC this week, but it's been on Hulu already. Uh, ABC's been posting their pilots early publicly. NBC too, because Smash was up early. Uh, um, no, that came back great. Uh, what's the other one that they just posted early that I watched? I can't remember. Uh, it already aired though. This was like last week. Um, but yeah, Zero Hour is a series. I watched it. But, but I was saying I don't remember what I don't know what the fuck it is. See, it's I don't like out of touch. It's like conspiracy theory junk. Starts in like Germany in the 1930s, and there's a clock and a map on a diamond. Oh wait 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 wait! It's uh, it's with the guy. Tell me. Sorry. And, and shut the fuck up. Uh, black dude, Forrest Whitaker. No, there's no, no Charles Dutton. It's not a black dude. Ch- I swear to God, he's in the trailer. Of Zero Hour? Yes. Okay. I I swear I'm not making this up. There's six main characters, and one of them's black woman, but there aren't any black men. Well, there's a show there with Forrest Whitaker or Charles Dutton. It was Dutton. a priest. It definitely wasn't Forrest Whitaker. Maybe he was... Was it the guy from Rudy? It does the slow. I don't remember who that was. How can you not remember Rudy? I haven't Rudy? seen Rudy in like 15 years. Rudy is like, remember, even if you don't like sports, rem- Rudy is a great movie. It is, and I remember parts of it, but it I has the fat guy from uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, the fat hobbit, Sean Astin. I know. Also, I didn't know this, but you know Sean Astin's in Clerks 2? No. Remember when he's telling the joke about uh, Lord of the Rings and there's mm-hmm. a, a sort of a heavyweight guy that goes and pukes? That's Sean Astin. Oh. I found this out on Internet Movie Database from someone else who also told me that and goes, yeah, I didn't know it either until someone told me. And I was like, I'm like, I really did not get that. Like, that's a little sight gig. I don't think any, I don't remember anyone talking about Clerks 3. I am indifferent towards it because. It's his retirement movie. He's done after it. uh, He's got to finish Hit Somebody first. Anthony Edwards is the star of Zero. Right, Anthony Edwards, but isn't uh, there... I swear IMDb to God. doesn't have him listed. There was a black guy who guest starred in the first episode, but he wasn't in that much of it. And I can't... It was a big guy, and he looked familiar, but I can't tell you who I'm telling was. you, I bet you anything it was Charles Dutton. It, I, I, Dutton. It ha- I, I feel justified if it's Charles Dutton, but... Yep, it was. He plays the priest. Yeah, see? But he was only in a couple minutes. Okay. Because, well, see, that's that's the problem with ABC. They, they show you what they... Maybe w- this is why I don't watch trick previews, because they piss me off. I'll see. Yes and no. They It should... It only pisses you off if they do it wrong. Uh, it should get no. you even more excited if you... Oh, God, yes. I don't want... They like, spoil crap all the time, and oh. they mislead you, and I just don't want it. Wait, I'd rather, wait, it comes I'd to rather go movie. in fresh. Like, Zero Hour, I had no idea what it was about when I turned it on. Well, yeah, even watching that. the trailers, I have no idea what Zero Hour is about. Yeah. Like, they don't they don't tell you. I'm sure they probably tell you a better trailer, like a mm-hmm. two, three-minute one, but it was the quick, like, 30-second to a minute trailer. Yeah. I just know that Anthony Edwards seems to run a lot. He was in it, or or and Charles Dunn is a priest who talks to you about time, and I'm like, is it time travel? I don't know. Okay. That's it. That yeah, I was sort of somewhat intrigued by it. it now that I recognize what you're, but then but I'm not going to watch it. And that makes me sad because <laughs> I like Anthony Edwards and Charles Dunn. They deserve. Well, Charles Dutton won't be in past episode one. Probably not. No, no. Oh. I know he won't oh. be. <laughs> well, thank you for you're welcome. Spoiling that he one. He gets so. his throat slit. So the guy who cheers Rudy on, Fat Hobbit, yeah. he gets his throat slit and he yeah. dies. And yeah. So there's no reason to watch Zero Hour then. Not. He's only in like three minutes of the pilot. I'm anyway, not going to watch so. it. You know what? I had it felt really bad. I had to cancel watching. But even though I did find out it got canceled and broke my heart, is just because I got behind and I was saving it to watch was the Wedding Band. Mm. And I'm just, I know it'll probably yeah. get put on Netflix or something, or I'll I, wait for DVD. Same but thing. I watched like two or three episodes. 
And I, I loved it. Matter of fact, you know, I watched, I think, two more episodes after we quit watching it together. Because we watched, like, the first three episodes together, didn't we? Uh, I think two. Or two. Yeah. And then I watched, like, I maybe... Watched I watched three more weeks of it, two uh, three more weeks of it, and just... They I had got one episode so- they never aired. Yeah. Which is stupid, but... It makes me sad, because that was, like, one of the best, I think... Did you see Cougar Town was one we hadn't seen this week? No. Even though they've only aired, like, four episodes, they put it... They're doing them out of order. It's, like, production number ten was this week. What the hell? Because even on 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 the disc, it, it says what they're... I know. And I looked, and I think next week's one we haven't seen, too, and then it goes back to a couple more that we've seen. What the hell? I hate... I hate... When they do stuff like that, they show episodes out of order, and I, I know. Don't like and that. Ba- I mean, I know there's not a ton of like movement on stories, but I feel like there are some things that are going to be off because they rearrange the order. This is why I don't. Okay, so, uh, you you watched Community, right? You saw Community, okay? I watched it twice. You watched it twice. Wow, I did this not. This morning I woke up with the Maybe overwhelming to urge watch to watch it again. it again. It still feels like there's a little something missing, but it has some wonderful, wonderful moments. The Britta and uh, the tango with Jeff and the Dean was, was fantastic. Amazing. The the thing with uh, Pierce was pretty funny. With Fred Willard as Pierce, well, all of it. Okay, because. Pierce sometimes is just not funny, and other times... I felt like he was completely not used much, like they were throwing him away, and this is no well, wonder why he's going to be gone here soon. Well, that's why I thought, too. But he's in 10 of the 13 episodes, apparently. Okay, the cat is near the microphone. Okay. That's... You weren't recording yet, were you? No, uh, we're okay. recording now. Okay. We've been recording. Oh, we have? So that yeah. part's going to be on the show? That part, well, this whole part will be in the show unless Good. I cut it out. No, that was good TV talk. It should be. Well, no, well, yeah, I'm not gonna cut. No, I'm not gonna cut that part. I'm gonna pick out the part where it's like, oh, look, it's the cat. No, you won't. You're lazy. I, I no, I'm not that lazy. I'm not. I cut 20 minutes out of the last episode. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. In random spots. Put on the spots. DVD. Delete scenes. Yeah, I will t- totally do that, except for the part where I didn't save that footage. Anyway, uh, community. Community. Yeah, yeah. I liked when Abed sang the theme song with lyrics. That was good. And the little Muppet Babies. The Muppet Babies thing was dementedly See, we keep talking about the brilliant points, and then you little step back and go, okay, but overall it was off. Yeah, and I didn't know what it was. As you're watching it, like, each scene has something fantastic in it, and then you step back and you're like, oh. It feels, it's, it's, everything's there, but it feels hollow. Yeah. And I don't know, and... Like, I'm Agreed. like, is it really that, was Dan Harmon really that much of the heart of the show, or made it, I don't, which is weird, because I feel Cougar Town, same situation almost. The creators are gone, except they didn't go Well, they're terms. sort of gone. Yeah, they didn't go on bad terms. Dan Harmon is gone completely. completely. Yeah. Right, and those guys, and I just feel to them, like, the first episode there was something sort of missing, but then... I, I thought I thought Cougar Town by the end of the six episodes, at least that we saw, mm-hmm. it was I thought it was a little bit better compared in terms of what they're what the story. If you're they're airing it out of order, that messes it completely up. It does, and especially when we get into the Lori and, 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 and Travis stuff. stuff. And the Travis, yeah, yeah, that's a little depressing because yeah. yep, um, that really see that cheeses me off because I hope I th- you, did you record it this week? No, it is online. TBS makes their shows available online. Okay. Community, when I watched on Hulu this morning, because I had watched it down here yeah. on my downstairs TV and deleted I was laying in bed this morning. I watched it on Hulu Plus, and there were no commercials. 
Interesting. I know, it was random, and I really, really appreciate it, because I almost was like, okay, I'm going to come down stairs, take it out of the recycle bin, and transfer it upstairs so I can watch it, just so I don't have to set the commercials. And I'm like, fuck it, I just really want to watch it. And I was rewarded. By the way, I'm surprised, I read your review on TV King, that you, you, did you watch, okay, I forget what episode the review was for, was it for Elementary? Ah, the Super Bowl episode. Yeah, you just watched the Super Bowl episode? No, I've seen every episode up to that point. I didn't watch this Thursdays yet, but I've seen every episode. I started watching that, and I think I got tired, and I fell asleep. Uh, The Super Bowl one? Have you watched it? No, no, the Thursdays. Okay. The one with with the the girl gets kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, so you've not seen it. Uh, Have you been watching every episode? Yeah. Because, like, we get... I, you know, I'm always skeptical of the CBS crime show sure. because it's the stupid formula crap. Sure. But they were they kept putting really good hints of Sherlock, and then they started really developing Watson as a character. And yeah. then we got to the episode of M a couple weeks ago, and that just blew me away. Yeah, and then so this, this is the danger with some of these CBS shows. This is what the first season they do this to you. They'll do a couple good episodes. It's like Hawaii Five O. They were doing the same thing in Hawaii Five O, and I season did- two they completely like. Went See, I only made it a little bit into season two, and then I stopped watching. Because, yeah, because it became too... And the thing... But, I don't know, it's got the house rider, two of the house riders behind it, and so yeah. I feel like it may end up being like House, which I thought stayed so, good yeah. for eight years. Um, no, I, I just, after the M episode, I'm like, okay, so now we're done with anything interesting till May. And the fact that they came back and did another good episode, other than the opening of the post-Super Bowl episode... With the prostitute sting was totally just there to try to hook in the football viewers. Oh God, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't fit. Yeah, and uh, but I'll give. I'll excuse them that two minutes if you know. Have you? Because I know you have season one. Did you? Have you tried Person of Interest yet again? No, yeah, I've still only seen like the first eight or nine episodes. Of season there was one. one. There was two episodes. They had no case of the week. Well, the case of the week was sort of the lead character gets put in jail. He finally gets caught. Mm-hmm. But like it was literally all about getting him out. And then once that didn't work, he got it fell back into another problem again. So it was this whole. It just kept getting worse and worse. Oh, and cool. right and. They've also deepened the mystery about what happened to Ben's... I call it the Ben and Jesus show. I've right. always said this. and Because right. it's true. It really is the Ben and Jesus show. Jesus gets a dog this year. I've heard that. And Ben likes the dog. So it's the Ben, oh. Jesus, and dog show. The dog is called Bear. Okay. Because he's cuddly like a bear. They, it's is a he joke. A white? He, is he polar bear? N- Ironically, no. He's actually a German that Shepherd. Better if he was it a would white be a dog white, white they, dog. Yeah. yeah, I think at that point, or a black dog, and they call him too, Smokey. Way too. I think it would be way too much. But it just each little case, they keep throwing little things that things are, can mm-hmm. come back and bite them in the ass, even though it's not just a one-off. Because their whole point is that, oh, you don't know who we are, but we come and help you because we're mm-hmm. good peoples. Oh, sort of, okay. but there's other motives to why we're good people yeah. because we're, we're horrible people. Actually, we're trying to make amends for or whatever that might be. That's not always the case, but yeah. But like they, they like Thursday they saved some millionaire, and the millionaire is he's like he's like uh, the guy. He's, they're sort of parrying the kid from Facebook. Mm. Someone's trying to kill him, but they don't know who is it. One of his friends or whatever. And when they find out who it is, he's naturally though he can read people really well. That's his whole thing. So he made an algorithm that's like himself reads people well. That's how he was able to make, like, a Facebook whatever, like, Friendster or whatever. And, uh, what, I'm, that cat, I, every, <laughs> go, shoo, shoo. Sniffing the microphone. He's sniffing the microphone. Nice, and also, he, 
he's never this vocal when I'm around. No, I know something else is going on. Because he knows on. that you're recording and he I wants know. to be heard. That, 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 that pisses me off. <laughs> no one wants to hear you. <laughs> yes, they do. Not like that. They want to hear, you know, meow, meow, whatever. No, no, yeah, they, they do. The real one. No, they do not want the real. It's not going to be fucked hard. Sure they do. Anyway. Yeah, you know what, people? Goodbaggygmail.com. Let us know how much you really love the cat. I would Everybody cry. Loves. I would cry. I would cry. You would cry, you would cry, you would cry. I would cry, I would cry, I would cry. I I would say it three times and I would sob three times. He's not horrible, okay? <laughs> it's just really you have to do that now. Yes. What like he's probably mewing at a bird. Probably. A bird, and but it just happens to be that bird so it's really the bird's fault. You know what? Fuck you, bird. Not big bird. We love big right. bird. Big Is that bird we do? We do love big bird. Mm. Yeah, what the I mean, hell is he doing now? He was pretty tasty. The bird? Big bird. How did you, you didn't eat big bird? I did. How? For lunch. He was delicious. I saw him on the way here. He seemed no, okay. So you just you, you probably just, saw you just suck his dick him. or something? Ew, no. Because that's another way you can eat big bird. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great line in House of Cards. I was watching earlier Kevin Spacey. He's like, you just want to suck. Just You just should suck cock. Your breath smells like cock. Because you just need to... You, all you can do is like suck cock. That was really funny. I don't know. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm telling it wrong. But. Okay, okay. Just to fulfill, fulfill my curiosity. Uh-huh. Was it Zoe he was in that No, team? no, no. It was oh, okay. a guy that he was intimidating. Gotcha. Okay. Because Although, I, uh... Yeah, you've only watched one episode. Yeah. There's some movement on that front. With not the, not necessarily speaking? the way you'd expect it to be, but there's... I, I don't want to spoil for you. No, yeah. There's, um... We're talking about House of Cards. House of Cards on Netflix. Which is freaking Came awesome. out a week ago. They dropped the, the first 13 episodes. Which, because it makes total business sense for them, because their subscribers like to watch episodes, like, in batches. Yeah. Uh, they watch seasons at a time. So to drop all 13 at once of the first season, I mean, they ordered two seasons to start anyway. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, was the right move. And I, I've... I mean, people like me that are going to take forever to get through it. I did watch six episodes this week. I was proud of him. I'm going to watch the seventh tomorrow and review it at midpoint. Oh, yeah. And then try to do the second half next week. Yeah. I'm hopefully tomorrow when I have some time I'm going to at least watch a few more episodes oh, and so watch them in batches. Good. But, I mean, yeah, that's the... But why well, did that with Lilyhammer? Even though I back then... I never watched Lilyhammer. I should have. I was caught up at the time. I'm like... I'm at almost caught up now. Like, I have almost all of Heart of Dixie to watch. I dropped that one. That was one of my. Really, that, that was, was one of my purges. Because I really like Heart of Dixon. I like it, but it's when I was enough. thinking about what shows I would miss and like be upset that I didn't find out what happened, See, that was not on the list. That's true, and I'm sort of feel the same way. And I'm like, know. and at this point too, I'm like, there's so many shows on discs and stuff that I want to watch besides just what's airing, and I don't have time. I mean, I made time for Doctor Who this fall, and that was very satisfying to watch a show that's not like just airing week to week that I actually went back and took the time. And so I'm like, you know what? Some of these shows, maybe someday I'll catch them on Netflix or something, but yeah. I don't need them right now. See, I think I might have to do it to Heart of Dixie because it's very yeah. slow moving. Now, here's the thing about Hawaii Five-0. I'm so into the show now, like, I'm not into the show, like, into it. Like, I've been invested for so long. Yeah. I want to know what happens, but... I was so I was like twelve episodes behind, and I got to the point where I was watching him, and if it didn't say anything about Danny or Dano's 
custody battle with his kids or didn't feel like it was moving the story along, I deleted the episode or I would fast forward it until I thought something story-wise was really going on. I'd watch it or I'd watch the rest of the episode. But then I literally deleted like eight episodes. So I, and the Hawaii I, Photo is one of those I put in the category that were my writing to take off enough for me to quit my day job and I'd have more time. Oh, I would yeah. get the discs and catch up. Yeah. But I just don't have time right well, now. Well, I will tell you from someone who is still watching it, that shows the the show went off the, it honestly dipped in, in quality a bit because season two started to go off the track a little bit. They got back on it and it ended really great with uh, 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 the Baldwin character that shows up in the first few episodes where Kono's acting weird or whatever mm-hmm. after getting arrested or whatever. You find out it's all about a sting operation. Everyone's in on it except for I think Jen, the, the guy who okay. plays Jen. So he's clueless about, it, but everyone's in on it. And then season two ends with the one cop from Saving Private Ryan getting killed, and it's all about. And he makes it, he's like he gets his revenge, which is Jen. It's going to be save your wife or save your cousin who put me away. Mm-hmm. What's it going to be? And so literally, it's like Dark Knight, which is what does he do? His wife dies, and kind of it really was set up so both die. Spoiler alert, it's been out for like, what, two years now? Because I think they're season four or season three. I don't, I don't know. know. That's what I'm saying. I think they're on season three. And Kono somehow still was saved, and there was no reason for it. And I hate to say it, nothing against, uh, what, what's the girl? She's from Bowser Classic. Park. Grace Park. Mm-hmm. I liked her character. She should have died. And I hate to say that because now at that point, this show has no, you know what I mean? There's no, what, is, what, am, I, what am I trying to say? Momentum. Not well. There's still some momentum. No credibility left. Credibility, accountability you, for you the. You can't character. believe what's going to happen because they'll just right. reverse it to get back to their. Exactly, plan. and you know they've taken away the the risks and the suspense. Thank you. The risks, yeah, because you want some the accountability. Stakes the enough. stakes, yes. Thank you. And sometimes yeah. shows like that, like I love Numbers a great deal, and when they make one of the characters in a, a bad guy that you've been with for like seven years and it was like a whoa what the WTF yeah. you know that when the show got picked up for the next season that they almost wrote that as a finale mm-hmm. which is like a big WTF and then when it came back they tried to fix it and mm-hmm. I was like it never was the same because all the stakes were gone once you do something like that you should stick with it like Bones for example stuck with when they made the one kid the bad guy yeah Zach and, Zach and and Someone who casually watched the show, I like that kid. I like the character. Yeah. The fact that they stuck with it, I, it pissed me off, but I was like, mm-hmm. it's... It, and they've only it. brought him back, like, twice since then. And they've talked... They always talk about bringing him back because people want to see him again. Sure. But they, they're like, that's just a card we can't play too often. We need to totally. hold it and make it matter, which is the perfect thing to do. Exactly. Ex- exactly. And so that's what they do with it. I mean, I'm like six episodes behind on Bones. But that's a show that continuously moves the characters forward to keep the show interesting. Right. While maintaining the case of the week, for the most part. Right. Right. And that, see, that's what I'm saying. And I think for a while, Numbers did it. Person of Interest is surprisingly doing well. Because they're doing the whole loss thing, too. Ooh. Which is, there's this big... Like, someone's after the computer. Mm-hmm. Our Joss Whedon fave, Amy, Amy Acker. Acker, is one of the people hunting the computer mm-hmm. down. They She's foiled her in the first half of season two, mm-hmm. but the last half is all about... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been very surprised by it. Because okay. like season, season one, eh, there should have been some, some accountability, some stakes with that too. But And I still think that if they don't kill off one of the characters in that show, then... But I... 
I guess. Now, something that's been big, we, we've watched it since since the podcast, since we all podcasted last, even with Nathan or John or whoever, we've not. Thirty Rock went off the air. It did. And Fringe. Okay. Which one do you want to tackle first? Let's talk about Thirty Rock. Okay. Ooh, see, that feels like a ooh. The Pen Ultimate episode was a fantastic series finale. Why they came back and did that last shitty hour, I will never understand. You thought it was shitty? I did. I thought there were some great emotional beats in it. I loved uh, Jack and Lemon's fight, and then the makeup, although everything in between where Jack was going crazy was absolutely dumb and stupid and useless. And I liked Jenna and Tracy's goodbye to each other. Uh, I liked those emotional parts, but the whole writer's story with Lutz was completely worthless. The Jack doing the threesome relationship thing cheapened his relationship with both women. Him going off the deep end pissed me off. The fact that they had all stopped making the show for Liz and this big sacrifice, this big thing in the next last episode, and then they come back to do one more episode was dumb. There were just so many things that I hated about now, that see, final See, the hour. Lutz thing to me made sense, because after seven to eight years of just dumping mm-hmm. on Lutz, Lutz... It shouldn't have been the last episode. It should have happened a couple episodes before. But see, I, I don't know. I liked it, because that was his last uh, chance to do it, and I see, thought it was okay. I, I thought that would have been a better story for two or three episodes before the end. Because because in the end, though, they still just didn't, like, they Lutz actually did somewhat succeed. Yeah. I See, I thought it was and okay. And everybody ended in a not, nobody had a happy ending. Nobody did. Okay. Did, no, did nobody Liz had a happy, happy, no, because the whole show, especially as we moved into the end, she was so frustrated with her job, she hated her job, she was ready to get out and have the family, and she did, and then we find out, nope, she's back in the show business because she just couldn't leave it behind. Every character in that show didn't know how to be happy, and their attempts at happiness always failed, and the way they ended it... You, none of them were left in a place where they would go on and be happy from there. I mean, they would keep striving for the happiness, but none of them are ever going to be but happy. But wasn't it the whole point of, of the outlook of Tina Fey anyway, which is... I don't know. It just... Which is, just, you should be happy the with The last what, episode just... Pissed. See, I thought it was actually really good. Now, Grant, was it the best episode ever? No. Was it in their top ten? Nowhere close. No. But I thought it... it now, the next to last episode was fantastic. I well, I yeah. And if they I had done the next last episode is the first half of the hour, the final hour, yeah. and then the last half of the hour just took the emotional moments from the final finale and cut out the extraneous crap and the extra episode of TGS or whatever, it would have worked much. The better. Pete thing would have been funnier too. I liked the Pete. That was the only one that I approved of. Like he gets his really yes, really. I do wish he had dropped hints earlier than that episode. That's what I'm saying. Yes. But the fact that he got away with it for. A year and then his wife caught him and drug him back home that that to me was just perfect I didn't like the whole ending with Kenneth where they're making a TV nope. show within a TV show nope I didn't like that the and futuristic also, thing with Liz's granddaughter yeah, yeah that was I dumb. didn't like that either nope. and I also didn't like um well I thought it was sort of funny that, that Kenneth never aged like yeah. that humored me a little. I find irony in it, eh. but no, it's still not good. No. But and also, I wanted that ending with Kenneth, mm-hmm. and even the episode before was okay in that regard. I didn't like that because I didn't like that. I wanted Kenneth to somehow take over because he deserved to take over, not because he loves TV that much. Well, and like, well, and again, if we had ended in the penultimate episode where Kenneth just gets to take over NBC because he loves the network and whatever. That was fine. Then we go on to see him running the network like, we can't show any of this stuff on TV, and these are the changes I'm making. And I'm like, no, you're ruining it. Just stop. Yeah. Just everything 
that Kenneth did in the final hour was terrible. Interesting. Everything. See, except the scene he had with Tracy, where Tracy set him free. I thought. That, now, see, I also, but see, I also thought it was interesting. With in, in his own way, mm-hmm. Kenneth found a way to trick Jenna into the mirror. The, uh, the mirror. The mirror was nice. And see, and so see, I think that. But I wondered where some of the. I was mad too that there were characters missing. Like Paul should have been in the finale at some point. Paul, he was the first. He was original. Jenna's husband. Okay. I see. I sort of wish they brought back the original cast member who got Josh. Josh. They had clips of him. Yeah. But I think maybe that was their way of. Uh, there was a good it. Jonathan moment where he thought he was done with Liz and he had Jack all to himself. Jonathan. Because they brought back oh, Jonathan yeah, 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 for yeah. a little bit this <laughs> season. Woo! 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 See, I and I 100% disagree on that. I think that I think that a lot of the characters had uh, good moments. I I do think that there was something off about it, and I can't directly place my finger. I think mostly, I think maybe if they fixed the Kenneth thing for me, I might not have been bothered with it. Because again, I like the idea that Kenneth did get there because he deserved it. Because that what led to the first season thing, which is like, if we're not careful in six to seven years, that boy will be running this place. <laughs> because he yeah. is he is like stupid smart. Yeah. And but he didn't get it because he was stupid smart. He got it because he loved TV. Now, in theory, that's a good idea. But if you would, I almost wanted to be the Hutsucker proxy, which is he actually makes NBC better because he's right. stupid smart. And they didn't and like like he did with Jenna. Mm-hmm. That to me was really good in it how was. he did that. But you didn't see any of that any of the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think part of what was frustrating to me, too, that made it even worse, is 30 Rock went through its weak points like a lot of long-running shows do. Sure. But this final season was so solid overall. Mostly solid. That, yeah, I agree. That, that the finale disappointed just annoyed me a lot. Okay, so 30 Rock sucked for you, but what about Fringe? And see, that's the opposite. I thought most of the final season sucked, and then the finale was good. Man, interesting. Because the what I loved about Fringe is all the weirdness with the alternate universes when they chase William Bell through the cartoons and all these different little, little things they've done, and then they turn the final season into let's hunt for the missing pieces, and that got really boring to me. And I have talked to others that agree, and I'm just like it, the final season did not. The beginning was great because of the premise, the setup, the future, the observers, right? And then from there, they just did like wandered around every week looking for the pieces of Walter's plan Walter's and it was dumb. But then in the end they crossed back into the alt-universe. We got to see Lincoln and Olivia together well, with let their me, family. Let me, let me throw this out there. If you think that because like I agree with you in when you say it like that mm-hmm. from a week-to-week basis I, I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. I, thought I didn't was, hate it either. I thought it was on par with season one, where I wasn't excited about the show, but it was watchable. Well, see, season one I was excited about, because I knew Not something was fucking off. One. But see, I knew, see, I knew they, they hinted very early on that something was off about Peter, yeah. and so that hooked me up until they finally did get to it. Mm. The stuff that lost me was the stuff with the ex, or the boyfriend. Mark the, Valley. The, Mark Valley. Who was supposed to stick around, and then that, I don't know what happened. Well, that's because in real life, yeah, her, they got divorced. They got divorced. And, I know, but see, two seasons two through four of that show were three of my favorite years of television anywhere. And I don't know. It just really bummed me out. Four was not. I liked right. four. I mean, they did interesting things with it, but once Peter disappeared, the show did, like, 
Because, okay, here's the other thing I didn't like mm-hmm. that made me say. And someone said that she did get all her memories back. Who did? Olivia. Yeah, she did. I, she did, like, I, end I, of season four. I thought she only got glimpses of things. She no, didn't get everything. No, she got it all. She... So it's only... So so Peter knows Peter and from. Olivia are the only two that remember the time... The first four... First See, I didn't get that at all. I, I think I need to rewatch them because... And then someone somebody had, else got it in the fifth season at the end. Who... Walter. Walter, yes, of course. Which why made it Walter and uh, uh, September... Yeah. The Walter-September thing was so heartbreaking. That was. And... Uh, yeah. Like, and when they went back and September went to December and then December was murdered and they had such a good ending for Nina and then they came and gave Broyles his due and... What happened to what happened to Broyles, I think? I'm starting to forget. Like, he Broyles, sacrificed he himself, but then he, they were able to rescue him. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Like, he, he well, liked The way you Nina. said that, I was like, wait a minute, did he die? No, I no, didn't, it no, was no, just right. that they took the time because... They sh- they shrunk the cast in the final season. We didn't get to see those characters as much. Right. And so the fact that they made sure that they gave Nina something awesome and Broyles something awesome before they bowed out made me was happy. pretty cool. Now, the thing that I thought that was a mistake on their part, and I think that it, it came down to a situation of they thought he was going to be on Scandal, uh-huh. but David Henry Cusick. Oh, uh, Henry Ian Cusick. Or Henry, Henry Ian Cusick. Where yeah. you see what happened to his character? What happened? got beheaded? Oh yeah, and they were testing him and doing, yeah. Oh, and I was just like, because they were saying, "Oh, you'll see him in the season." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm excited because he left Scandal. He'll yeah. go work with people that like working with him." And then no, they did that. So because they, I sincerely think that they thought he was on Scandal, and then when he quit, or yeah. they parted ways. Yeah, mutually, I felt like the whole season, the guy who was their contact with the underground that they to talked him. to would have been him, and he probably would have had a little more to do because of his connection to their daughter. Right, and that, and see now, what do you think of that death? With the daughter? He had his death. Shocking. That the only shocking. thing that bothered me about the death was they couldn't give Peter and Olivia and Walter enough time to truly grieve as they needed to. Like, you lose her after all that they would have been stricken with grief, and they had to keep moving on. And they let them show some of the strain it was taking on them, but they did, they couldn't, in that situation, give them the full. Now, thoughts on the final moments of this episode. My dad feels that Peter got it. Peter got what? Peter had a flash of, that, that, of everything that happened. I'm of the opinion that Peter knows nothing. He just goes, oh, it's a white tulip. I don't know what happened to him. And oh, then, I then see he, what he you're calls saying. his dad, I and then he, his dad disappears. Yeah. Um, Other people have also theorized that that he would have got it if we just stuck the camera on him for maybe like five more seconds, where maybe you just see like a light flicker in his eyes, and then like you get un- a bit of under, like, oh, that just happened. But you, that doesn't happen at all. You just look at the thing, and you just do a quick, like, he looks over it, and then it cuts to black. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was disappointing. Because I, I want Peter to know what happens to his dad. Yeah. Because that is a sacrifice that Peter should know about. It is. And Peter in the future knows about it in the now and tangent see, timeline. But I, I think part of Walter's sacrifice was knowing that Peter would not know. That they would never have that, what they had... Oh, you see know? that, and that's... It's heartbreaking, but it's it makes his sacrifice worth even more. Knowing he'd never be able to oh, take the time. See, I, I'm, I'm torn a little bit by that, because yes and no. Because beyond that, as a standalone thing, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't hate this season. I didn't hate season five, 
I didn't hate it, but I didn't love well, it. Well, I didn't... I don't dislike it as much as I say is that you disliked it in terms of... Because, again, you didn't hate it. You didn't dislike all of it. You just didn't like it a lot. I was pretty disappointed. Right. And I wouldn't go that far. I would just say that... Because week per week, I was like, well, where are they going to go now? Where are they finding? What are they doing? Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, for the most part, okay. When you say it like that, yeah, they just sort of... It was like Lord of the Rings, but with the French team. They just sort of walk around a bit, and they just wander a bit. Except Lord of the Rings was far more interesting. But, but see... But see, on weekend and basis, John Noble, I, but John Noble's death was better on Fringe than on Lord of the Rings. Well, the, the, let's be honest; the books were not that great. I haven't read them. Oh, I do not like the books of Lord of the Rings. I think they're so fucking boring. Now, The Hobbit, it's enthralling, beginning to end. Now, I, uh, did you enjoy the movie, The Hobbit? Yes. Because some people complain that it dragged on a bit, or that it, didn't it felt stretched me at all. out. I, I, loved it. I did feel like maybe the characters. I didn't care quite as much about the characters as I did Lord of the Rings, but overall, I really enjoyed well, the movie. Besides, like two to three of the of the dwarves, yeah. that they really sort of let the camera linger on. They didn't. Do I don't really give about. a shit about the rest of them. But right. again, though. In the books, even you really, in my opinion, mm-hmm. or even in the cartoon movie. You can really only focus on Thorin and maybe one or two of the other elves. But see, the, but in Lord of the Rings, they had a huge cast, and every one of them you got invested in. But I think in and that that's, that was the difference. But in, in that respect, though, you're not you're only supposed to be truly invested in like maybe five of those twelve characters. Like, and while Lord of the Rings, they all have major parts to play. Yeah, they do. And. Peter Jackson might still have them play major parts, like maybe down like split them because they do get sort of split. I think in, in the Hobbit, although I if I remember know. correctly, we'll see. In the next two films, next two films. Well, I think they're going to actually wrap it up. The Hobbit story in the next one, and then and the then third one's the kind of a bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's but, what I thought too. That was my impression. But okay, now did you watch it in forty-eight frames? Yeah. We did the full IMAX 3D. Wasn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, what did, was it jarring for you at first, the first ten minutes? I don't think so. Because when I say jarring to me, I'm not talking about like, oh, it took me out of the... Well, it did a little bit, which is, it looked like I was watching a stage production of The Hobbit, but there was a, a little black bar around it, because it, yeah. looked, it looked like them wearing makeup, it looked like them prancing around a set... And I thought, wow, that looks... It, it felt like I was watching Avatar. Like, I was, like, right there watching it. Mm-hmm. And then when the action... And then about ten minutes... It just took my eyes to adjust to it. Ten minutes into it, it felt like I was in Middle-earth with them, which see, is what I wanted. And that's kind of... Uh, let's say... And the I, action was I didn't blurry. notice it, a bigger adjustment than any, like, the other Lord of the Rings movies. It did, You know, you take a few minutes to get into it, and then you're into it. Right. You know? But, no, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I really dug the hell out of The Hobbit. I It was funny. It, I mean, it was great to go back to that world. Oh, my God. And uh, I'll throw it out there. The Django Unchained. I've not seen it. It's pretty good. Have you seen Wreck-It Ralph? Nope. You should watch that. We later. saw three films this last couple of months, and we'd only seen three the last year before that. So we've made the movies. We saw Life of Pi. How was Life of Pi? Life of Pi was fantastic. Yeah, it lo- I mean, I was one of those people who loved the book and just did not see how they could possibly turn it into a film, and it was awesome. The only thing that the movie did that uh, I think the book did better was in the book, you're wondering the whole time, really. They really make it very ambiguous. Is he 
with a tiger in this boat, or is he the tiger and he was with people? And the book kind of is a mindfuck in that way, whereas the movie, for most of the movie, it's... He's with the tiger. And then at the end, they hit you over the head that, no, he's the tiger. It's not real. But the book left it, like, up to your debate whether it was real or not. Whereas the movie was like, nope. This is what happened. This is the tiger. I mean, you didn't see it, but it was obvious enough from the dialogue that, yes, that's not what happened. This is his story of what happened. But... I have already pre-ordered the 3D disc because wow. it's awesome. We also saw Skyfall, which was yeah, you did the best Bond in a long, long time. time. Yeah, it was see, great. I, I still want to. I it do want to see that. You didn't see it? No. Ah, oh, it was well, more I'm of an ensemble, which months. I really like because a yeah, lot of times you talked about Bond? this on one of the earlier podcasts, which is uh, the whole oh. gate. Yeah, I did, did talk about yeah, the podcast. Yeah, okay, you, you talked about how Javier Bardem. And Bond. The, I thought we talked about the it. The possible gay scene. On the podcast. Okay. I thought we did. I could be wrong. Okay. I don't want to jinx it. It was though. fantastic. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So. That's what I got to say about Oh, I got the uh, Peter Pan Diamond Edition Blu-ray. Oh, I know. The screener copy. I know. We talked about it on the last podcast. Did you? Yeah, because. Nathan uh, thought it was gay. Yes. It looks that amazing. Now, is it Lady and the Tramp amazing? Because. I didn't see Lady and the Tramp's okay. remastered. The Lady and Tramp. Okay. I they they did Lady and the Tramp and they did Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. I looked at both of them. Little Mermaid looks like shit. Really? I oh, think I think sad. it looks horrible. Lady and the Tramp looks utterly like it came out. It looks aged, but it looks like it came out a few years ago. That was what was so weird about that last DVD transfer. Mm-hmm. And I, it blew me away. It, and even though I don't love Lady and the Tramp, it made me want to buy it. Because it was I, such good quality. I like Lady of the Trip. The, the quality was so much so, I, I feel like it was almost too good. Like, because yes. when you watch the old Peter Pan, there's a graininess to it that kind of gives a depth. Yes. Whereas yes. they've cleaned it up so much. Everything is it so crisp, crisp and detailed. Yes. But then you get huge blocks of solid color that don't have any detail in them because there's no graininess to kind of give it the depth. Right. But I, I thought it looked... It looked well, fantastic. I mean, they I really made that. it seem. The, what year did Peter Pan come out? Nineteen fifty something. Okay, I think the last movie they used watercolors on was Dumbo. Okay, so um, uh, it, then this was the last uh, film with the Gang of Nine that they all worked on together. together and right. there's like an hour plus documentary on the Diamond about them. What's it, and what's I it figured called? you'd be interested in that. Yes, I love. I love. I know you that. do. Yes. So when I saw that, I didn't have time to watch it, but. When I saw that, I was like, oh, Nick will be definitely interested in that. Well, if you get a chance, I think it's finally on Netflix, but Mm -hmm. it's called uh, uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty. Mm -hmm. And that was a fantastic documentary, and so is the Sherman Brothers, or the the boys. And it's utterly fantastic. Mm -hmm. I cannot praise it enough, but, um, oh, man. Well, like, Peter Pan, I don't know. Like, Disney's Peter Pan and I have a, a weird relationship, which is that a lot of the old Disney movies, like, I respect them a whole hell of a lot. But when it comes to just rewatching them and enjoying them like a hundred percent, like it, it's just a part of me just goes. Eh. I as a Disney fan, I appreciate. It. I'll watch yeah. it, but I don't like. I, I would never go. I love that movie. I like, confess, I skimmed the movie because I needed to get my review done. And I was on time, but I wanted a taste of the visual and the sound so I could write about it in form. I and I did take the time to watch a lot of the features. Just that documentary was way too long for me to get through. In the now, time were they still rotoscoping? What? Back then, with one Peter Pan, because a lot of the early movies, like Sleeping Beauty, 
Um, he, uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Snow White right? was the first one, yeah, with all the different layers of the pictures and the. Well, well, that's in the yeah, movie. yes, but one of the things they did was they actually took photos of like little chubby, mm-hmm. well, normal size, but they made them, they shrunk it down for scale mm-hmm. of a little fat guy dancing, and they rotoscoped over it. Oh, cool! With their what what they learn about drawing mm-hmm. and animated it to be dopey dancing and stuff like that. Not dopey, but Doc. Okay, characters like that, not. And I, okay, I want to be very clear that is that is really shortchanging the entire process. Mm-hmm. But Disney really used a lot of, of still life, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why Beauty and the Beast, not Beauty and the Beast, uh, they did too. But Little Mermaid was the first time they, in a long time, for almost everything, got a lot of people, especially for Ariel, to come in and model. Which was the girl who voiced Slappy Squirrel. She was the model for Beauty and the Beast and Ariel. Yeah. I, I know with Lion King, they took all their animators, like, spent lots of times watching lions. And, and they brought lions in, too. Yeah. yeah, it's really... Which, by the way, that movie looks beautiful in Blu-ray. Does it? Yes, if you can get they it on really, Blu-ray They 3D, have the, all the yeah. Lion King stuff's in 3D, and all the Toy Stories are in 3D. I would get, though, I would warn you, though, the Blu-ray, or when I saw Lion King 3D in theaters, it was, it was amazing, but... There are some things that you just it loses the beauty of. Like there's that one shot. It's very isolated. Of uh, it's when Scarlet or Simba out to the canyon, and there's that one part where you just see him out there by him, or you see Scar out there mm-hmm. by himself, and he just there's a little lizard crawling up, and he goes huh, and he smacks the lizard. It, it, it's I don't know what to say about that scene, but there was something about it that just made me love Scar. That's why I love Scar because mm-hmm. he is one of the few Disney villains that gets away with it. And what I mean by that is that if you get away with your evil plan where you banish someone, you put them in a sleeping spell or whatever for more than a year, I consider that a win. He did get to live out a large chunk of his life. And what other villain did Maleficent? Everyone else didn't has not done well in their plan. So that's why I can really consider Scar and Maleficent to be the only two Disney villains that sincerely almost get away with it. And thus, to me, a little bit, do get away with it. Because they, they take a lot of life out of Simba. They take a lot of, of what's-your-name's life out. She could have been living with Prince Charming for a long time. That's true. Yeah, that's, see? But that's no, true. But that's what I'm saying. They're, I think that they crafted that movie so well, even though it is just Macbeth. It is yeah. very particularly crafted that little moments like that give you the sense of loneliness and isolation that Simba will soon feel. That scar already, and maybe that's me projecting. That's the beauty of art. You can project whatever you want into the sure. fucking thing. Absolutely. But when you watch it in 3D, it looks blurry because your mm. your eyes are trying to adjust to 3D, and it yeah. looks like they didn't do it right. And so you lose out on that. And there was a few other things where they added Zazu flying in there for no reason, so it makes it 3D. Mm. And it just it's good because it's the fucking circle of life. But I'm like Zazu doesn't fucking fly there and then fly at you, then fly there and fly. What the mm. fuck are you doing? Stop, stop flying. Yeah, I, I disapproved just, of how they had Rafiki flinging his poop towards the camera. I wasn't a fan of that either. Not a big fan of it's the poop. It's because I don't like poop jokes. I mean, my wife thought it was hilarious. Did she? Was she a big fan of the poop? I just made that up. No, you don't. She doesn't like poop? No, no, she loves poop jokes. I don't appreciate them. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm modest on them. I, it, it, I like a good quality poop joke. If it's something I've seen before, meh. I mean, let's be honest, I'll probably laugh. But I, I won't... My heart won't be in it. My heart won't be in the laugh of the poo. You'll laugh with your mouth, but not your eyes. That's right. Funny thing, someone I, I heard someone say today, right? Mm-hmm. Was um, I for some reason uh, you you probably hear it on the podcast, anyway, where if I feel unentertained, well, if you well when you see the video, entertain you. Well, yeah, but 
Um, when we used to do the video versions, I would my hands would fiddle around with things. Mm-hmm. Like I've been fiddling with my socks and my pants leg right. right now because it's just my hands need to be doing something sure. sometimes. Sure. Well, I got bored at work uh, a few days ago, and I just started doing. Like and the coworker next to me was just, was just like, "Yeah, I hate that too." And I and my response was, "I know, right? It's very frustrating." And we had this little conversation for two minutes where he's just making up a conversation between me doing. Different variations of that. Oh, I see. And so give me a second to get what you were like. So he's so it's like he understands what I'm saying. Right, I got you. Like that's a language. Right, okay. and then finally, and then finally, he just stopped, and I was like, "What?" He's like, "We should have just let sleeping dogs lie, Nick." And I was like, "Yeah." And then, and, uh, see, I didn't set it up right, and I feel really stupid now. Earlier that morning, someone said, "So I heard this today, and I thought it was the weirdest southern phrase, which is, is it really a hill you want to die on?'" You know, if you commit to something, is that a hill you want to die on? Mm. And I'm like, that's a great, weird, southern quote. So we're talking about that. And he goes, uh, you should really just let sleeping dogs lie. And I said, well, that dog actually died. And he goes, yeah, but did it die on that hill or did it roll down it? And I was just like, (laughs) it did both. Right, yeah. But I thought that was such a weird, unique phrase. Uh, Is that a hill you want to die on? Yeah, that is. Like, are you committed to that so much that you're willing to die on that hill? You want to learn a little uh, word history real quick that we were discussing this morning? You know what? Yes, even though, yeah, let's do a words and fun facts with DJ or, no, it's Jerome (laughs) Wetzel. No, this is just interesting. Yeah. Morgan and I had a disagreement today. Morgan's his wife, by the way. Right. Uh, She woke up and she was really craving a donut. We got a Kroger like 100 yards from us. Donuts is fun. So we went to Kroger and got some donuts. Yeah, donuts. And we get to the checkout and we're doing the self-checkout and I start typing in the word donuts. And I type D-O-U and it says no results found. And she's like, idiot, it's D-O-N-U-T-S. And I'm like, that's not how you spell donuts. But that is how it is in the Kroger computer. Yes. So we came home and we were eating these donuts, and I get online because I'm like, this is bullshit. I know when I was little, I learned it was D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T-S. Right. And technically, that is correct. The way D-O-N-U-T-S came around is Dunkin' Donuts has spells it that way, and they have pushed it as like, oh, it's an easier, more simple spelling, so much so that more than a third of people that write the word donuts now use that new, shorter spelling. Exactly. And so it's, you're supporting Dunkin' Donuts if you do it that way, and it's completely wrong, but it's become in favor in the U.S. The rest of the world still spells it the other way. U.S. is switching to D-O-N-U-T-S. (sighs) Yeah. But I so wait minute, wait. proved does, I was does, right. Does Timmy Ho's spell theirs that way? You know, I don't know. Because I like if they do, Timmy I Ho's. could see Dunkin' Donuts suing them for infringement. Well, good because I love see. me some Timmy Ho's. Timmy Ho's, is, Timmy, Ho's di- Timmy Ho's has disappointed me lately. I feel like they've gone a little down. Mm-hmm. Kroger donuts are better. I can see. I with my vanilla cream, I disagree. I Not get a old fashioned chocolate dip. I get right the there, um, Bismarck at Kroger with the vanilla cream inside, and it's better than yeah, Timmy Ho's vanilla cream donut. Oh, I mean, vanilla cream is my go-to. I agree. And at Kroger, you can get it with chocolate, vanilla, or maple frosting. Mm. The vanilla is not as good, but the mm. maple is probably my favorite. It's better than the chocolate with the vanilla cream. To quote Mr. Harrison: "You go to hell. You go to hell. And you die." <laughs> no, I just no. I don't know. See, no. By the way. My girlfriend does not like freaking South Park. <gasps> Gasp, shock, and all. No, I'm just kidding. Did you hear they're only doing uh, a shortened season this year? Instead of 14 episodes, they're they, only doing 10. Good for them. Instead of doing it, they normally do seven in the spring and seven in the fall. They're just going to do one run of 10. 
Good for them. No. The, the, okay, the, my reason for this is why they had a busy year last year with Book they of Mormon. Did. I so that was the I, year they should have slimmed it down. Well, yeah, but I think they were exhausted. I think they want a break. Yeah. And, and also, you got to remember that sometimes they get so burnt out in South Park, they don't want to go back to it. And then when mm. they go back, they love it. And then by the end of it, they're tired of it again. I yeah. think... I think if we want more South Park for years to come, we, we do. this. Okay. Yeah, we well, do. we'll take whatever they can give us if they keep the quality up. Yeah. Well, honestly, though, a part of me wants them to just start doing movies. Be- I would love them mm. to do movies. Well, maybe, because... I want to book a Mormon so well. to come to theaters, get a theatrical That's coming to locally here in Columbus in 2013. Is it? Yes. We I'll don't know the dates sure yet. Me and my it. girlfriend are looking for tickets. <laughs> because even though she hates South Park... She th- likes some of the music, which was... Uh, Morgan hates musicals, and she enjoys the Book of Mormon soundtrack, especially the f- opening song. Hello. Yeah. My name is Elder She Price. loves that song. I love... And see, and does she like the last one, too, which is the play on that one, which is, uh, hello, yes. my name is... Mar- and she Mar- likes, I believe... See, that song is good the first few times I hear it, and now every time I song. get on the soundtrack, I skip it. And Asatika Ibawak... It means God fucked you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like... I like... I, I do feel like the first act has better music than the second act, but I still like the Oh, the yeah. Show. No, I, I like it, too. It says the guys who's not officially seen the show. No, nah, that's true. I've, I've only, only heard, heard the soundtrack. soundtrack but I've yeah. heard the soundtrack, like, 50 times. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, I listened to it... Uh, I've been on a musical kick lately, and oh. I've been listening to multiple stuff. Like, I've, like... Uh, mm-hmm. I... I uh, poor unfortunate souls from Little Mermaid, and then throw a little Doctor Horrible one. Yeah. Fortunate souls. Doctor Horrible sequel this summer. We hope filming this summer. Filming, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, yeah, we'll come out this summer. Yeah. But we're getting a sequel. What do you think oh. about Neil's puppet dreams? I think they've uh, been what? buried. Huh? You're not what? Oh, we're watching that too when we get back. Okay, or is it like a YouTube thing? Yeah. Okay, it's from Nerdist. It's from Nerdist. Uh, it's Jim Henson Muppets. I not lost Muts, my iPod at Christmas, and I haven't listened to Nerdist since. You lost your iPod. I was really drunk. I was up to episode 80-something. You are a schmuck. I can still listen to your podcast on my phone, because I get well, the that, No, I don't care about I this fucking... with the Nerdist. I, that's not true. I love you people listening to this amazingly fucking awesome podcast. And I've got Barbara's podcast on my phone, too. And I've Barbara's got hers awesome a lot podcast. lately. Well, we were talking about music. Our yes. favorite band is Bare Naked Ladies. Stephen Page made a television appearance last week on How I Met Your Mother. Okay. They, yeah. they did Robin Sparkles 4, and they had a I bunch of Canadians. That. Yeah, I heard. The favorite joke, though, was Dave Coulier when he did Cut It Out, and then the Bob Saget narration's like, I always liked that joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, see, I don't know, though. The whole Stephen Page thing makes me sad. He was in it less than the other cameos, I noticed. But, I know, but, like, it still makes You're me still sad. You're still bitter. A little, I, speaking of, yeah, the bitterness continues. The Bitterness Train 2013. Stephen Page, buddy. Well, actually, no. I think I'm more bitter than the fact that his album sucked. Because, like, if you're going to do that and step away from the band, make your album good. Don't let it suck. And, like, besides Indecision, the whole album was just poo. I still have not listened to his album. It's not good. I'm sorry. No, no. But the album he released on Bandcamp, which is literally, it's an EP, it's just Mm -hmm. two songs, were better than the whole album combined. Manchild and... um, some other song I feel like that like I listened to it non-stop but like it felt like a B&L song but it wasn't it, it was very good oh, and it okay. but those weren't on the albums and I was like oh man it, well God for the girlfriend who supposedly broke up the band it was her suggestion to release them on Bandcamp bravo because they were way better than his whole fucking album <laughs> I hate to say that
Yeah. Well, I think we talked enough. We probably have. Yeah. I'm sure we filled let's, out our time. Let's go get pizza, watch Wreck-It Ralph, and I can show you Neil's puppet dreams, too.